With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, the commitments. Ladies and gentlemen, the commitments indeed. How you doing, everybody? I'm Ken Bikoff, and welcome to the Peaks Podcast. Indiana football and basketball picking up. Just commitment after commitment, especially a huge day on Monday for Archie Miller. IU's new head basketball coach hadn't gotten a commitment from anybody outside of current players coming back to, to stay. But boy, in the span of 24 hours, he picked up three huge commitments. You had uh, four-star Race Thompson from Plymouth, Minnesota. He committed to, to play for Indiana. Then next up was Jerome Hunter, who's a 6'7 power forward from Pickerington, Ohio. And then you had Demazi Anderson um, you know, from South Bend, Indiana. Another four-star forward, 6'6 kid. Uh, those last two are from the class of 2018. Race Thompson is going to reclassify and come to Indiana and redshirt next year. But the bottom line is that all all three of them are going to come online in 2018 and coming on to talk about the commitments and a lot more is pigs.com founder and publisher Mike Pegra. Mike, how are you doing? Ken, it's been a whirlwind and I'm glad to be here to try to, you know, clear the air or explain what's all gone on because it's been fast and furious. Well, I wanted to start with uh, just the the what I think is the brilliance of of the use of this free scholarship that they have because you know they I know that Ray Thompson is a guy who's been at the top of uh, our hot board for a while. Uh, he is uh, you know a, a talented kid, but Mike to be able to have him to reclassify to 2017 and then come in and, and plan to redshirt to me is a great use of that scholarship because it gives this kid a full year to come in, learn Indiana's system, get stronger in their weight program, and really kickstart his career. Yeah, he, you know, he's gonna he's a power forward kind of player, and therefore you need to be as physically ready as possible. He's got broad shoulders, but he, he needs to kind of fill out to be you know, really ready to hold his ground in the post, and uh, that's what he'll get from that year uh, red shirt a year with a, a strength and conditioning, you know, coordinator like Cliff Marshall should do wonders for his body. And, uh, you know, he, I believe is a little bit older than a typical, uh, player in the class that he was in. He's been 18 for a while, I guess, in other words. So it wasn't a big leap to, um, to move up to the 2017 class. He just has a lot of work to do this summer with several online courses, and, um, you know, we'll see if he can get it done. But I think if, it, if he falls a course short, he may just enroll in the winter uh, or the, for the spring semester. He's that serious about wanting to move on into college. 
Yeah, I, I know that you you know you have uh, you know been on him uh, and and felt that he was going to be a guy that that could make the move for Indiana uh, for a while now. But you know what what is it that he he's saying just drew him to Indiana as much as as as, as it seems that his interest is. Well, I think um, he, the intention was there. I think there was there's been a long term relationship between some of the staff that Archie Archie and, and Tom Ostrom have had with that program. Tom being his lead assistant and Tom's a Minneapolis guy and they had a player or two uh, Dayton from that program. Um, so there was a lot of familiarity all along that really helped them jump start with him. And uh, he came down in June, had a terrific visit. You know, in Minnesota has the, the nearby school and his uh, father, you know, uh, was an athlete there, not in basketball, but uh, you know, there was a strong pull there you would think but a lot of times kids want to get away from their hometown school to see see you know a little something different and i think minnesota had already had a commitment from a, a teammate of his who was also a post player or uh, not really a, maybe a teammate but another minneapolis player who's um you know six nine six ten and so you know that there, there might have been a thought that wow indiana's got a lot of playing time and it's got a tremendous following and tremendous history and a staff that I'm familiar with, uh, you know, and they really have prioritized me and that, that, you know, things we could, we kind of sense that talking to him, that things were moving rather, rather quickly. And there was, you know, you know, the, the roster, they needed some help uh, inside. Uh, the numbers really weren't at what you want for a big 10 school. So, you know, that, that always helps. That reclassification uh, of of coming to the the class of twenty seventeen, if he, he manages to pull that off, was that a surprise, or is that something that that maybe you had sensed in the past? Well, you know, we got wind of it. Uh, I would say about five days before we wrote about it, maybe a week before we wrote about it in the locker room on Friday, and we've been talking about it because we didn't know how likely it was, but. Um, do know some people in Minneapolis and started talking to them and even some of his high school teammates and, and, and friends, they had no idea he was thinking about doing that. And that's kind of similar to what we saw here in Bloomington with Musa Jallo reclassifying to 2017 and going ahead and enrolling at Ohio state, the Bloomington North player that IU had some interest in for a while. Uh, it's just a personal decision. And a lot of times you just need to finish up a couple classes in this uh, online courses, a lot of options. I think that, uh, kids now have to move to an early gra- graduation because of the availability of online classes, you know, that, that didn't exist when we were around. Um, and some of th- some of these kids are taking advantage of it, especially if they've done some summer coursework uh, in the in the in the past and, and are really kind of ahead of the game. So, um, you know, I, we did catch wind. We didn't really know how to handle it because th- there were some, you know, I it wasn't sure. And he didn't want to, you know, get the kid upset. <laughs> uh, but we decided, talking about it, that to go ahead and talk about it on Friday and kind of set the table. And, and uh, even though we knew it was probably going to happen, maybe present it as a possibility because he has some work to do. And uh, it's not an easy path there. Um, but he definitely wants to, to go that direction. And so uh, whether it happens sooner or later, I guess we'll find out. But uh, that's where he wants to do. And he made it pretty clear in the interviews, more than we expected, um, the last 24, 48 hours. 
Well, he is at least for the class of two eighteen um, by scout.com, the number one number seventy one player in the country and number seventeen at his position. You know, I don't know where he would land in that group uh for the class of two thousand seventeen, but it's certainly a big pickup for Archie Miller and it had people really excited until on Monday morning, you had Jerome Hunter from Pickerington North High School in Pickerington, Ohio, uh, the number 62 overall player in the class of 2018, according to Scout.com, uh, number 15 player uh, in, at his position. He pulls the trigger for, for Archie Miller and Indiana University. Mike, what do you know about Jerome Hunter and his path to Bloomington? Well, you mentioned the word Bloomington. That's the key of all three of these guys. They all were on the Indiana campus in June. And and you know as well as I do, getting a high school player to see the environment down here, even if it's June in the summer, makes a big difference. And um, that, that was key for Indiana with Jerome. He's another player that, uh, you know, we've been talking a long time, Ken, about the late start Indiana's had because of a new coaching staff. Well, with Race Thompson, they had a little bit of a uh, relationship because of where he was from. And the same thing applies with Jerome Hunter. He was an Ohio kid that had gone to Dayton camps and knew Archie and, and Tom Ostrom and the other members of the staff that he brought over. So that that you know those two things are so key to why these these two were the first two commits because they had they didn't start from ground zero with those recruitments. Jerome was here for the team camp with the rest of his Pickering Central team, um, and that gave him real opportunity to see Cook Hall. Um, you know, jump. I saw him jumping in into the locker rooms and and, and probably checking out the weight room. Uh, he's, you know, I think his whole family was there for the for that whole weekend, and it was a real recruiting coup to have uh, that opportunity for him to get familiar with all the facilities and and Bloomington, and and that really accelerated things. Then I think Ken, what really was was interesting, and I think I wrote about this on Friday and again on Monday, was Archie Miller made his first stop to Spartanburg, South Carolina, for Jerome Hunter's first game. And what was significant was he plays on a lower profile AU team, and hardly any other players of note were playing that Wednesday in in South Carolina. Almost everybody was making their de- debut in that tournament on Thursday. So Archie went there. To get, and he was basically, as far as I know, maybe the only head coach, uh, you know, really, um, you know, stood out in front of uh, Hunter and, and his contingent because he had prioritized uh, Jerome, and, and that I think played, you know, potentially played a big factor in and them feeling wanted and added, added to the, the the visit there. And I really like him as a player. Um, I know that I'm kind of preempting your next question, but. Uh, He's really talented. This is a Jerome Hunter is a guy who could play in the NBA some days. That that talented because he's six foot seven, can really shoot the ball and can handle it. Uh, he's uh, you know he's got to apply himself a little bit more. Um, so we'll see if he can make it that far. But he's there's he has no shortage of skill for someone of his size, and he can't go down. He's got the length to block shots. He can play the, a lot of the four. Maybe be a hybrid four who plays a lot on the outside, but he he can play some some three as well. So it'd be interesting to see how he mixes in. While Race Thompson, I think, is more comfortable, a little bit more comfortable as a four who can pop out and shoot. Uh, Jerome is more comfortable with the basketball in his hands than Race. 
And from what I understand, Hunter has developed his game quite a bit over the last couple of years from just being more of an inside guy to, to moving outside a little bit more. Yeah. You know, I don't have a base case because I didn't really watch him when he was younger like I might have with an Indiana player. But that was the the consensus of all the my Ohio friends that he really came on in his junior year and at the end of the season was kind of running point almost at times for that team. And they had not seen that from him in the past and hitting threes and, and doing some things that um, were new for his game. And, and so that's an upward trend to how he plays, which is always a good sign for him you know, uh, becoming better in college. Now, picking up those two recruits, you know, two four-star commits, I mean, that's that's a big couple of days for, for Archie Miller. And then, all of a sudden, about an hour or so after uh, Jerome Hunter makes his call, Demezi Anderson from uh, James Whitcomb Riley High School in South Bend, class of 2018. He's a number 82 overall player in the class of uh, 2018. He makes the call for Indiana as well, and he had offers from from schools like Connecticut and Michigan. A lot of people thought that he might be headed to Purdue, but Mike, he decided to come to, to Bloomington as well. Was that a, a, a big surprise to you, or what did you have been hearing about him? Well, you know, we had mixed signals on Demisey. We heard that he had a really good trip to Bloomington in June, but that Purdue was pretty confident with him. Um, but then we had also heard there were some people in his camp really pushing Indiana. And uh, so we just kind of, you know, we were the mindset that, you know, we'll see. You know, it's Purdue territory. Purdue had offered much earlier. Had been, We had seen Matt Painter at a lot of his games during the, during the winter. Uh, and obviously it's closer to Lafayette, so he could pop in and out. And so there was a relationship there. I think Michigan – I uh, had offered fairly early too, or or before, much before uh, Indiana, and uh, you know I think that uh, he, you know, I think he wanted to get away. I think that, uh, that you know, obviously somebody convinced him that this was the the right place for him to go, and I think he didn't want to go far from home, so he was going to choose somebody like Purdue, Indiana, or, or Michigan, somewhere within a few hours drive, and. I think the, the neat thing here is Indiana hasn't recruited somebody from South Bend for 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 many decades. Maybe maybe John Laskowski was the last one. I'm not I'm not positive about that, but that's an area that's traditionally been a good recruiting area for for Michigan State and Purdue. And so that you know that's uh, significant that Archie Miller was able to pull from that city in his first season, and it's and it's significant that he's landed an Indiana player, especially you know when he discussed um, the idea of recruiting inside out or starting with, with Indiana in, when looking for players that he was able to um, to get it done in his, in his first season. And, and with a lot of scholarships on the table, uh, it was important, I think, for his relationship with the high school coaches and people around basketball in this state to at least have one player from the state in that first class, and he's he's gotten it done. Uh, Anderson is six six. He could play multiple positions. Just his versatility, Mike. How how much is that going to help him? Just fill a lot of roles for Indiana. Yeah, Demise is a different kind of player than uh, they're all unique in their own way. I think what's unique about Demise is a really uh, streaky shooter. Um, he gets into rhythms and he can hit three or four threes in a row. Really nice pull up from mid range. He plays for Riley, which is a pressing team, and he seems more comfortable in an up-tempo type uh, game. I think we'll have to, you know, the test for him will be half-court basketball, still being effective, and be having the patience when things aren't 
you know, helter skelter because he seems to really thrive in that that kind of um, basketball. But he's got a really nice jumper. I think we have some video that we show in our regulars that kind of proves that he's got he scores in other ways, but he's got to sharpen that you know round out his game with some other ways to score um, more consistently than than the jumper. And defensively, he he gets a lot of steals, but he tends to gamble. He's going to have to be, you know, more of a team defender and a little bit more basic uh, fundamentals on defense. But he's got he's a pretty good athlete, not a great high flyer, but a pretty good athlete, um, and who plays plays pretty hard, pretty quick. So um, I think he's not as quite as smooth as a Jerome Hunter per se, um, but he uh, does does play at a pretty play pretty hard and have that that jumper to rely on. Well, and he's jumping right into this, too, because uh, he told Jeff Rabjohns from Peaks.com that after he committed, he FaceTimed uh, 2018 point guard Robert Finnessy uh, to talk to him to kind of push that uh, that, that idea of, hey, let's get uh, all these guys to come to Indiana. So it's it's certainly uh, just been a big whirlwind of a couple of days here for, for Archie Miller. The question now, Mike, is they pick up these three commitments. How does that impact other moves that they were looking at or other targets they might have had on the recruiting trail well you know we thought that uh they might have picked up a commitment today from aaron henry from ben davis but he's uh kind of in that same uh six foot five range of uh of, of a wing size that demisi anderson is um so aaron i think has taken a step back here he got a scholarship offer on sunday night i think something i think he was really waiting for he's um you know a really tremendous um a leader, a guy who let, helped uh, take Ben Davis to the 4A state title through a gauntlet of, of really tough opponents and more than held his own against guys who were four and five stars headed to Big Ten schools or, or, or uh, and the like. And I think that um, he grew on people because he guards and he, he improved his shooting and handling. But uh, I think that is, you know, maybe have him – uh, you know, waiting a little bit to kind of survey the landscape because he does have some attractive offers from the likes of Xavier and Butler. I think this puts a focus now uh, even more so on point guard. There's there's still a need on this, you know, roster for, down the road for someone who can really handle the basketball. I'm not, you know, doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure that out. And um, Race Thompson is the closest thing to a post player in this class right now, as uh, you know, of these three players. But he's only six foot seven, and nobody's over six foot seven in this class. So you'd kind of like to, you know, ideally have somebody a little bit taller to add to the mix. So you know, I think that that puts the focus on a ball handler and maybe someone with some height. But um, we'll see. There's still six scholarships at play if they want to, you know, fill up. Um, the roster, and that's assuming that everybody would be back. I think if Tom Green was still the coach, he'd be looking to sign seven or eight. But um, I don't think this team has pro pro players, this current roster, I should say, like we had have, have been gotten used to, you know, Ken, with um, Thomas Bryan and OG, and before that, um, a lot of other guys um, right. that, that have gone early. I, I don't see that now um, in this current roster. So I would suspect that you um, – Archie will not press press his luck on over or do any over signing, but uh, it does kind of put things into focus now. Get a ball handler and um, maybe maybe a post, uh, more of a true post. But um, I do think they also will take the best player available or somebody they think really is too hard to pass on. And then you know besides that, there's this five star five top five 
in the country guy in, in, in Romeo Langford just down the road. He may just be a one and done player, um, which actually you know makes you makes me more flexible. You know, with scholarships, he's not taking away possibly a scholarship from a 2019 or 2020 player. Um, and he's you know he's in Southern Indiana, so I think they will continue to recruit Romeo. He will take his time. Uh, Louisville and Kansas appear to be the two main competition for Indiana, but um, you know that's that's the recruiting landscape. The best I can I can gauge it given all the news of the last twenty four hours. Well, I saw some people asking just about it uh, with Romeo. Some people say, well, we don't need a one and done that they don't uh, help a team win a national championship. And, you know, there, there's been a handful of guys that have, that have been like that. Uh, recently, you had, uh, I think, Jaleel Parker at uh, um, at Duke. He did that. Anthony Davis at Kentucky. He helped uh, uh, win some title, win a title. But, you know, this is a roster. I think that it's, it's really great for, for Archie Miller to pick up uh, these commits you know, now, and it really shows that he's selling a program that he hasn't shown anything on the court yet. He's selling his vision for the program, and that's certainly a positive uh, for the future. Now, Mike, the first four-day July evaluation ended over the weekend, so I just wanted to real quick ask you your, your impressions of that, just the time that you spent seeing players last week. Um, what stood out the most about that that first July evaluation period? Um. You know, I, I think mostly our focus was where, where who Indiana was focusing on, and, and we really wrote you know, a lot about uh, Jerome Hunter and the uniqueness of uh, Aaron Henry kind of coming to the forefront. I, you know, I think that um, the whole thing with the offseason is some of the Indiana kids haven't played that well outside of Aaron Henry and Demisey, and, and that's why they've become the guys we're talking about right now. Um, but Robert Finnessy was okay. I think he... He uh, looked better than he did in, in April. He had some tendonitis issues, and I think he's, it'll be interesting to see who follows him next week because we're only in the middle. If we've only completed one of three evaluations. You know, I think uh, what stood out is that um, you know Darius Garland is really interesting in that Indiana followed him, but wasn't you know a staple at all. Uh, Archie was there, but not as much as he was for some of the other guys, and. Understandably so, he got commitments from the guys he was, you know, following really closely. But Duke also was spending more time with another point guard, Trey Jones, who some believe now is really better than than Darius, at least as a point guard. Now Darius is a tremendous score for a point guard. So that's inter- that was interesting, and um, you know, I, I think this whole class is not a great one, uh, and almost all the big guys of note are out west. Um, so you, you know, there's some real scrambling going on for IU, and we wrote about today some of the names that they're, you know, just to take a look at, looking under every rock for for somebody with size. It's just, it, you know, this that's, you know, that's a real uh, difficult thing to to find somebody might might be six foot nine or bigger that that can bas- play basketball and chew gum at the same time. I mean, it's just. Um, they're just not very many of them out there, and uh, so they're they're trying, but it's it's difficult. Well, R.G. Miller picks up uh, three commits. He's going to continue to be on the road and check out guys uh, to help his program in the future. And meanwhile, Mike, 
across the parking lot at, uh, at Memorial Stadium, Tom Allen picks up a commitment from a guy that, you know, okay, this is a guy that's a little bit uh, shorter than me. I'm, I'm kind of happy about this. And that's kicker Charles Campbell, uh, who's the eighth commitment of the class of 2018, a kicker from Jackson, Tennessee University School. He is ranked as one of the top kickers in the nation. And, you know, kickers are near and dear to my heart. I think that they are absolutely overlooked. They are, they are just hugely important to the success of your program. And, Mike, Indiana bringing in a kicker that uh, is certainly hopefully going to be able to to help them going forward, I think is, is a great thing for this program. Yeah, we were just talking before we started about the, the philosophy of using scholarships for kickers and punters. And I think you and I are in the camp that you, that you should definitely uh, use them if you, you know, if you can find good ones. And, you know, remember how reliable Mitch Ewald was the last couple of years in, in Bloomington and that it was so key. And, um, you know, the troubles that, that a few years later they had with extra points and kicking field goals. I mean, there was some, some guys who started as walk-ons that turned out to be pretty decent kickers, but, uh, you were kind of rolling the dice when you, when you try to rely on walk-ons and the same thing in the punting game. I think they've gone out and found a really good Australian punter, which has been a way for a lot of schools to find somebody, uh, because of what, you know, the, the way that, rugby is over there they just find guys who can kick uh so i I think that's uh you know indiana is set the table to have a pretty good kicking game at least in terms of how far how far they can kick it and guys that kind of specialize in it for a long period of time and this kid uh uh, for tennessee is really uh uh, you know ranked pretty high i think five star um you know though i'm not really an expert in how they rank kickers but um it sounds like they've they've nabbed a good one yeah, he was named to the Army All-American game, uh, so that's certainly a huge positive. And and you know he he said that he got a text from Tom Allen saying, "Hey, give me a call." And you know he called him and he said, "You have an offer," and he's he he was happy to have it. And uh, it is something that you know coaches will downplay the importance of of kickers and punters. It always feels like they feel they could just plug anybody in there. But boy, when the game's on the line, when you need a kick. You know, you're going to be wishing that you had spent the scholarship on it, and I would rather have a quality kicker on scholarship than use a scholarship on a third-string tight end or something like that. I want to be able to count on the kicker when the game's on the line, and hopefully, uh, you know, Charles Campbell is going to be able to to be that guy to help the Hoosiers in the future. Mike, so much going on the recruiting trail uh, for both basketball and football as as, uh, Tom Allen starts to get commits. Thank you so much for coming on and, and just providing some your wisdom uh, about all of that what you know what are you going to be looking for next on the recruiting trail well good question because everything's so spread out that i think uh romeo and general hunter might be in louisville but not until friday do they open a play there and they're aaron henry and a couple other guys might be up in milwaukee and some players are in grand rapids so I really don't know what the heck we're going to do. Um, I might go to Milwaukee because I have to go to Chicago on Sunday night for some pre-Big Ten media day stuff because Monday is Big Ten football media day. Um, but I'm making no promises because um, that schedule wasn't even up the last time I checked, and so I'm not sure who all is going to make it. But there are also a lot of camps, uh, Nike camps and, and Victor Oladipo camps, and, and a lot of players are just going to those things, and they're far from here. So – um, we'll see. Uh, but, uh, and I know we're going to Las Vegas at the end of this month for the final period. So we'll, we'll be untouched with things. And, and I think we'll be the place to be. 
Uh, recruiting season almost never ends, and and Mike and uh, Jeff Rav Johns certainly spent a lot of time on the uh, the trail, beating bushes and talking to people uh, to see who's going to be the next Hoosier. Mike, thanks so much for coming on. All right, Ken, enjoyed it. Thank you. Well, that's all the time we have for the Peaks podcast. I want to thank you for listening, and I want to remind you to visit Peaks.com for the very best in IU football and basketball coverage you're going to find anywhere. Nobody covers Hoosier recruiting like Mike Pegram, Jeff Rab, Johns, and Matt Weaver, so come be a part of a thriving and exciting community on the Scout.com network. You are not going to be disappointed. Folks, we're out of time, but for now, and for Mike, Jeff, and Matt, I'm Ken Bykoff saying thanks for listening, everybody.